Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves, he's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want to hear shows on a weekly basis that are not on the public feed, you want to go to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member because every Thursday, Thursday, we drop member shows to the members on the website and the Castos app. Some of the benefits with memberships is you get those bonus episodes, but also the Tuesday shows are ad-free and you get access to the overtime segments that we offer on guests that are on the show and they have a lot to say and we can't cover it in an hour to an hour and a half. We put it on the overtime segment for the members. Those things are available to you at theconfessionalspodcast.com slash join. Also, friends, go ahead and get prepared. If you want to do that, if you want to feed your family, go ahead and do that. So I don't know what else to say. Uh, people say, you're fear-mongering. I'm just like, turn on the news that you guys like to listen to, whatever channel that is, and they will tell you what I've been telling you for a while. Uh, food shortages are coming. That's why we started doing prepare uh, years ago, actually, in the beginning of the pandemic, because I saw the writing on the wall. So if you want to be prepared, just go ahead and check out preparewiththeconfessionals.com. Get yourself emergency supply of food. And right now we're offering three months supply at a $250 discount. So it's a pretty good deal. If you want to, if you've been kind of dragging your feet on it, go ahead and check it out. See what you think about all that. All right, friends, listen, we have in studio guests today. We have Joel from Van Tesla and we have Sean Chris from Bird Killers or Kill the Mockingbirds. How you guys doing? Good. Great, man. So I said Kill the Mockingbirds, but that's actually a podcast. So let me just clarify that to everybody, right? Now, uh, guys, you're here because uh, we just got done recording last night for your podcast and the quick hitter 
by the time people hear this, they'll already know what the quick hitter is and all that stuff, uh, because uh, this isn't going to air before that. But uh, I wanted to do a sit down interview with you guys and just kind of chat and talk it up and stuff. Uh, Joel's been um, slapping some heaters up on the Instagram reels recently, pushing <laughs> people's buttons. Uh, and so we figured, you know, well, let's uh, do a recording for Listen, I mean, they came down to Tennessee. You guys came down here yeah. and uh, you're in studio with me. You're not going to come in my studio, record for your show, and not record for my show. <laughs> like, what do you think this is? Just free giveaways, you know? Like, like you got to give me something too. So, <laughs> we figured uh, we we would uh, sit down and, and hammer out another recording for the confessionals audience. Uh, before we get too far into it and off track and stuff, I just want you guys to give yourselves proper introductions. I suck at that stuff. Like, if you ever tune into a podcast and you're like, today's guest is so and so. Five minutes later, they just gave the whole thing, and it's just like beautiful. Like, who you know who does that really well? Greg Carlwood over at Hireside Chats. He does a great job of introducing his guests very professionally. I'm just like, today we got, um, we have Bill Gates on the show today. Bill, tell people who you are. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, it's Joel. I mean, what do you want me to say? So uh, we'll start with you, Joel. Tell people who you are if they don't know already and where they can find you. Yeah, I'm uh, Joel Thomas. I'm one half of the group, Van Tesla. Uh, if you don't know that already, I'm shocked. Uh, I've had the outro music forever on yeah. there. Yeah. And uh, I'm also part of Merkle Media with Tony, uh, the documentary end of it. Uh, we go down and hunt cryptids and weird stuff. And we've got a crazy documentary coming out this fall, which is going to be mind-blowing. Yeah. So you can find me, though, at Linktree Van Tesla Music. And that Van Tesla Music's pretty much everywhere youtube you can just type in van tesla music instagram van tesla music i've got a lot of cool stuff on instagram so i put out a lot of really cool videos about cryptids about the paranormal about government stuff um in in addition to the music so you get access to everything there um that's probably the best place to find me so yeah awesome man what about you uh, i'm sean chris uh one half of the host of Kill the Mockingbirds. Uh, also, you can find my music on Apple, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, me and Joel both run uh, Kill the Mockingbirds together. And uh, yeah, we're going forward, uh, kind of breaking people's minds and yeah. trying to not get nuked as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to be getting nuked. <laughs> That's what we got back. <laughs> yeah. You got backup accounts to the backup account to the backup account. You know, it's just like, let's, uh, let's just make sure, you know, they, they think they can ban me. They will <laughs> yeah. not. Like, like, uh, you know how, uh, Twitter, it, like the whole bot thing they're talking about and stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, apparently there's a lot of bots and some people are suggesting that maybe of the, the reported users, of Twitter, it the, of real people, there's there's a possibility that could be as low as twenty percent. Wow, uh, it, which is crazy to think that about. Is. I don't think that's accurate, right? But with Instagram, uh, if they ever did a checkup on that. They would see that at least half of the accounts are Sean Chris and his backup accounts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I, I, th I think uh, he's in cahoots with Twitter. <laughs> but uh, so you know, we we had a good time uh, talking on your podcast. Uh, what was it, Merkel Unleashed? Right, Merkel Uncut. Uncut, uncut. That's right. We we did set you off the leash, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I went home to my wife and I said to her, I said, expect 
um, grumpy emails and uh, people saying that they're never listening to my show again because I expressed my opinion that is different from theirs. Right. And it's just like, how dare you? So I'm just like, <laughs> how dare you? I mean, at, at the end of the day and stuff, like I said it on your show and stuff, I, like I, there are certain things that I, as I've gotten older, I have my family, I have my kids. Uh, I don't waver on certain things and I, I just, I am what I am. Yeah. And, uh, uh, if, yeah, that, listen, people want to hear and stuff, go ahead and check it out. I'm not going to even, we're not going to go down that road here because, uh, we already did it on your show. So go he check it out. He chewed the leash off and then like <laughs> tore the yard up. So for three hours, for three yeah. hours. <laughs> our 100th episode, he let it all out. So yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. Episode 100 is pretty easy to remember. Episode 100 of kill the mockingbirds, uh, bird killers is what I call them. <laughs> so we have, we have a text thread and, I, and it's, it's called bird killers. And, uh, I, I do that with a lot of guys. Uh, when I, I shorten the, the names and stuff, I did that with, um, I, well, I, I think, um, I think uh, the Blurry Creature guys, uh, their our text group with them is called uh, Blurry Confessions. Oh, that's great. Um, the Belief Hole is, um, what is it? Uh, I, I forget. I, I forget. But like, I just kind of shortened it up. You know, <laughs> the House Guy guy, the House Guy podcast is the House Guy Boys, things like that. So I should change that one to Holoski because I, 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 I jacked up their name in the beginning and stuff. And I, every chance I get, I, I call them Holoski. I feel like I can't find the Holoski podcast. I'm like, it's out there. Just keep looking. <laughs> but um, so uh, listen, Joel, you were on the show for episode 331 and uh, you kind of shared a lot of personal. Uh, personal experiences on that show, yeah. uh, where you come from in life. I've gotten a lot of emails over the years from that show, uh, saying that I need to be careful because you're an undercover Satanist and you're trying to <laughs> infiltrate the confessionals. Um, and so if you are, you've done a really good job. Well, Sean gets it too, though. He gets them too. It's crazy. They think I'm a uh, controlled opposition. That's yeah. what they come and ask. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I think I just, I try to put everything out on the table though, because I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, as things progress, that they find out yeah. and say, like, this guy's a Freemason. Like, yeah. well, like, sort of. Like, yeah. there Technically was a time. on paper, yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, but there's a time period where, you know, I broke away from all that, too. Yeah. So, and if people want to hear that, they can obviously go back to that. Yeah. I, I, my favorite was um, somebody emailed, I forget, it was a long time ago, and they said uh, about you, they're going off about something. They, they, I forget how they said it, but they suggested that they think it's safer for me to have sat or ten satanic witches on the show, uh, over having a Freemason like you on the show. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it, it, if he has those all those perks, where is the, where are they at for us? Man? Yeah, no, like, I mean, like like I, I I made like I made friends to get those perks. Where are they at, bro? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I want to know where those perks are. At. I didn't get any of them either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people are like, well, well, you obviously you know you're making all that money through them and stuff, but you can't like show it because then it's it's obvious and stuff. So it's like so you have money, but you can't use it. That's a great deal. Yeah, that's a great deal. Right. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so. So we're going to kind of go into some different topics and stuff today. Uh, you've been, like I said, do it, hitting the uh, Instagram up a lot. Yeah. And you've been kind of going on all over these topics. So like anybody who kind of knows anything about you, uh, you're very much, uh, I, I feel like I, I hate saying it like this because I think, it, I think it's almost like a, a it's almost degrading anymore, but, um, you do a lot of conspiratorial stuff, you know, like, yeah. like maybe, um, things that are, are aren't talked about a lot to things that maybe 
or outside the box, uh, new perspectives of thinking about things. You make these little reels, Instagram reels about it, and you've been hitting hard. Like, uh, I remember maybe it was like two months ago, maybe three months ago. I don't know. Sometime this year, I remember I was on your Instagram and I was like, oh man, that's good. I remember where you were before and you're like at 700, 800 followers. And stuff. I was like, that's good. But like this dude, like he's his music. And I'm thinking musically, I'm like, he needs a lot more followers than that. Like it's way too good. Right. right. And then uh, your reel started hitting and now you're what, pushing 3000, you're over 3000 yeah. now. And I'm just like, man, like some of your reels are hitting like, uh, what's it? Half a million, more than half a million views. Yeah. Ain't and, going. <laughs> yeah, and just skyrocketing. So uh, we're going to kind of talk about some of the things you've been h- hitting on those reels and stuff. And uh, Sean, you have some uh, shadow man type. It was a, Would you say shadow people, shadow woman, shadow man? What was it that oh, you saw? A shadow man. Shadow man. Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, I've seen it very descriptive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we just want to make it... Uh, we'll save that for the other show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, so let's just get the the uh, the the one that I'm not going to agree with you on out of the way. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you 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 you, you, you want to go down this road of heresy of saying that the Book of Enoch wasn't written by Enoch. How dare you? Um, I guess like like Stephen Crowder would say, change my mind. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I'm not here to debate with you. Just go ahead yeah. and like and just know Tony's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, like like I, I um. It doesn't matter. In all honesty, to me, it doesn't matter in the sense of the authorship. For me, the reason why I look at the Book of Enoch as something relevant to pay attention to is because uh, New Testament authors did quote Enoch. So that tells me that if the New Testament authors quoted Enoch, they read it, they thought enough of it to actually use it in their descriptive writings in the scripture. Therefore, I think that, you know, I think Enoch is worth paying attention to, uh, whether it's Enoch or Satan or whoever you say it is, you know, Job or whatever. I forget. What is it? Um, Adam and Eve. Enoch, son of Cain. Oh, there we go. There we go. I was trying to give you a layup. (laughs) 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 So go ahead. Talk to me about this stuff, man. Like, it's interesting. No, you know, it's crazy because for a long time I thought it was, you know, Enoch who walked so closely with God Mm -hmm. that, you know, he literally had walked into heaven or walked into another dimension as we would probably describe it now. Um, you know, one of the guys that really kind of set me off on that path was Gary Wayne and Gary freaking Wayne, Gary Wayne, man. He is an absolute genius though. Uh, the Genesis six conspiracy is phenomenal. Um, but it set me on a path because, you know, it's not just him. Cause I, I started listening to, um, some other people and I started going down a lot of rabbit holes and then I started, you know, getting a hold of like some older texts and, and, and looking into, how this correlates because one of the things and Gary Wayne was the first one to say it. He's like, there are discrepancies in the book of Enoch that don't match up with the Bible. That's why it's not canonical. So one of the big discrepancies is in the book of Enoch, it says that the angels built the ark, but in the Bible, God told Noah to build the, build the ark. That seems like a very fallen angel thing to slide in, right? It seems like that they would really want to take credit for something that God told Noah to do because if you know anything about the fallen angels a lot of their hatred towards god it wasn't just the fact and everybody gets on the whole lucifer thing that lucifer um wanted to be god and that was like his whole like motivation well a lot of scholars talk about that uh, part of their motivation was us humans being created because some of them got kind of 
pissed off about that. They were like, well, we thought we were the. Yeah, we, we thought we were the ish. Right, right. You know, and God does what God wants to do. And he's got his own reasons for that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of what spawned from that. Now, the book of Enoch, I would say, is probably in the 95 percentile of being factual and truthful, because I, I do feel like there's so much that lines up to the Bible that that was kind of the point. It's a very secret society thing to do when it comes to what the Freemasons do, what and I'm going to get into the Brotherhood of the Snake briefly, Um so the Brother of the Snake was the first, the, old, the oldest secret society. Um, it was started by Enoch, son of Cain. So again, Brotherhood of the Snake, you know where that stems from. The serpent in the garden, that's kind of where it went. So Enoch, who was son of Cain, he created uh, hieroglyphs. Like he was the one that learned, like taught people how to write and symbols and all that. A lot of people think it was Enoch, um, son of Seth, who was Adam's son, but that's not necessarily true. If you look at the lineage of Enoch and the other Enoch, it's, it's a huge gap there because Enoch that's from Seth's lines way down the line. Mm. Whereas like Enoch from Cain was like Cain to Enoch. You know what I mean? Cain's first city that he built, he named it after Enoch. Mm. Enoch was big in like the, you know, pre-Diluvian, anti-Diluvian world, which is the deluge. If anybody doesn't know what that means, yeah. that means the flood. Yeah. So during that time, uh, Enoch, and they started cohorting with, Fallen angels. That's kind of what they did because Cain was really angry at God after, you know, he killed Abel and he was shunned and he he just really wanted to take what they call the seven sciences um, and, and distort them because God taught the seven sciences to Adam in the garden and Adam wanted those to still be pure as he taught his sons. Well, I mean, obviously he had already taught Cain and then Cain flipped. Cain took those seven sciences and one of those um, is geometry, and if you know anything about Freemasons and any secret societies, everything's built on geometry. Everything's about masonry. That's what it's about. So these guys were great builders. Cain, great builder. Way down his line, Tubal Cain. If you know anything about Tubal Cain, Tubal Cain is big in Freemason mythology. So all these guys were all about building and symbols. So what they wanted to create was, and this is just to make it shorter about what the brother of the snake was. They wanted to take the seven sciences and corrupt them, but they wanted to show that they could do them better than God. And that's what the fallen angels kind of come into play because they taught technology to, to Cain's side. So that's kind of where the Nephilim come in about the seventh generation of Cain when they come in, you know, with the daughters of men and they create the Nephilim. And then it kind of starts bleeding over into Seth's line by the 10th generation, because the 10th generation is where God was like, oh, man, this world's getting too crazy. We got to go ahead and get Noah and them on the ark and like clear this thing out. Because a lot of people think that when God talked to Noah and he basically said, you're perfect in my eyes, you and your family, that he was talking about his holiness. That's what most Christians will say, mm. but that's not the case. When he looked at Noah and said that, he was talking about his DNA, his his bloodline, because that's the bloodline that Jesus was going to come from. You see Lucifer, and then they wanted to corrupt that line, so yeah. there was no line for Jesus to come from. Yep. So that's, that's where that idea goes to. Now, Enoch, not being the Enoch that we thought that wrote the book of Enoch, 
this stems from Freemason lore. So the Freemasons have done a really good job here over the past hundred or so years to cover that up. But there were two guys that were huge Freemasons, um, James Anderson and George Oliver, and they were big time, you know, upper tier Freemasons, uh, definitely, you know, ran lodges. Um, and they were two different time periods, but they both happened within the 16 to 1700s. And in their writings, they wrote about Enoch being Cain's son and that he wrote the book of Enoch and that the pillars actually come from the sons of Lamech, which is from Cain's line, which is Tubal Cain and all them. And it's not Boaz and it's not Yakin. That's not what that's what they say now. But it all came from Cain's bloodline. And if you know anything about Enoch, he hid the tab. He hid the the symbols in the Mount of Moriah. If you know anything about that. OK, so that's how it survived the flood, because he put it in this like underground cave and locked it away they did that because the fallen angels knew that there was a flood coming and they needed to protect these symbols so the symbols would get back to these people and then obviously the nephilim came back again and we'll get into what i think about that but after the flood um you had this kind of breakaway because you know you had noah and you had his son ham and then nimrod came from that line and if you know anything about nimrod and like what he tried to build which was you know, awesome the t- guy. A Tower awesome of Babel. Guy. Well, he wasn't a Nephilim. Some people think he was, though, but he did intermarry into like Nephilim bloodlines. So he was very attracted to this Nephilim idea. That's what yeah. he wanted to be a part of. So, Poser. It, no, ex- exactly. <laughs> so they did retrieve these symbols and retrieve this documentation, which the book of Enoch was transcribed from. Because if you know anything about Lucifer and you know anything about freemasons or anything in these secret societies the deeper roots of them their job is to corrupt something that's holy side note and he and i just did a podcast once we had a guy on there esoteric eddie and that guy's phenomenal he's he's just like this guy knows everything about everything if you know anything about lucifer the name lucifer it actually didn't come from anything bad saint lucifer was a literal (laughs) this is great now he's he, he was in the church and he fought the church because they wanted to corrupt and basically say that Jesus was not God himself. He actually fought against them. They shipped him off to an island. So somehow his name became synonymous with evil because the church the evil, was split. Uh, the split uh, was yeah. church. And so that name Lucifer became known as something evil and and obviously the devil ran with it because he's like i'm gonna corrupt something good again so saint lucifer is actually probably one of the dopest dudes ever when it came to like protecting christianity because he was fighting for the truth of jesus christ yes because back then constantine wanted to say that jesus was born a man but then he was given godhood because that way that every constantine could say that well god gave me godhood i'm a god now there you go. They were, ba- yeah. Basically, they were saying that like God and Jesus is one in okay. one instead of saying like the separate of the Son of God and that way, like he said, the next king or the emperor could be like, oh, but well, God gave him Godhood yes. after he was born. He yes. wasn't born God. God gave him his Godhood, so that's how God operates. So then, constant the, any of the rulers from that point on could say, well, yeah, I was born with this Godhood. You have to obey me because I'm your God now because God gave this to me. Mm. The church, the corrupted side of the church, wanted to promote that. 
St. Lucifer did not, and he was very much against that. He he said that God was born God, Jesus was God when he was born, mm-hmm. and that was a big part of his pushback on that. Now, he in, did end up getting off the island and coming back, but they never really accepted him back, and he was always very, like, anti the system. Some Somebody I really love. Oh, I was, was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Like, so, like, St. Lucifer was actually really a good dude, though. So it, a poster it, of him in your house. <laughs> for sure. But, like, back to the guys, Oliver and Anderson, the, the Oliver legends the anderson legends you can get a hold of their works it's very easy to find there's pdf files like online you can actually type their names up anderson or oliver freemason in wikipedia and pull up Mm. all their stuff you can get to it but they both were very much they were they were academics and they were super intelligent and they were you know they were basically just transcribing things that had been passed down through freemasons for generations they were just transcribing this stuff so they both talked about that the guy that wrote the book of enoch was not the Enoch that we knew, they said that their job was to protect the Cain bloodline, the Brotherhood of the Snake, the Dragon bloodline, which is the Nephilim bloodline. A lot of people like get it confused. They think that this like elite bloodline that they think you have comes from like reptilians. Maybe if you think reptilians are also fallen angels, maybe that's the case. But it's actually a Nephilim bloodline. You have to understand, elites think that they're better than us because they have the god's bloodline they have this like special thing Mm. that's why they look at everybody different it's not because that they you know look at us and say uh well we got more money than you that's why we think we're better it's not materialistic no it's not it never has been and that's what the the brotherhood of the snake if you look at any uh graphics on you know what is the uh, closest to the eye i guess would be like as far as uh secret societies it's the brother of the snake and then everything else stems from them because that's what they started but this came from Cain and enoch who in my opinion and a lot of guys smarter than me that have written about it is the guy that wrote the book of enoch Mm. he wrote enough truth to make us think it was like holy enoch but there's some big discrepancies and again so you're saying that the the book from what you're saying then it was written to deceive absolutely Okay, for our first sponsor today, we have Simply Safe and friends. Let me tell you something, best. <laughs> so I've been putting up uh, these security cameras everywhere on my house, my studio, and I'm learning that I need more because I have some pests around my house, and I don't know who is the culprit. I got a pretty good idea, and logic says I got raccoons going through my trash, but I do live in an area where the little people are known to be. So when I see little handprints on my trash can, could it be a raccoon? Maybe, but I'd like to believe that it's a possibility that there could be little people going through my trash cans and I don't have enough outdoor cameras to angle towards my trash cans. So I'm getting another outdoor camera just for my trash cans to catch the culprit, which we all know is little people. And that is the great benefit of Simply Safe. They give you the 24-7 professional monitoring solutions for your needs, your budgeting needs, right there at Simply Safe. If there is a threat, whether it's little people, raccoons, or an actual break-in of somebody trying to harm your family, they have you covered because as soon as they detect that threat, they are alerting the police and yourself so that you are going to be good to go within moments. Listen, friends, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash confessionals. 
Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash confessionals. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Uh, chapter one, verse, I don't know, two to four, something like that. I mean, it literally is prophetical in the sense that it's it's describing Jesus Christ as a Messiah. And mm-hmm. so like there, there's a there's a sense of, of prof, prophetical utterance there. Uh, but what you're saying and, and it, it off the top of my head, I mean, I would say that I can't think of a rebuttal to this, what I'm about to say. But there's a lot of rebuttals to everything that's probably being said right now. Yeah. Uh, like. The, the the idea of the Messiah being prophesied uh, in, in in Enoch, maybe maybe the the, in the maybe everybody maybe there's a lot of people that were um, aware of this Messiah to come, and it wasn't Wouldn't the fallen angels. It wasn't, be? It, wasn't yeah. it wasn't necessarily a pro- a prophecy as much as mm-hmm. it was just writing writing down what what uh, maybe writing down a prophecy that everybody knew about mm-hmm. in a, in a book called Enoch. Um, and then, uh, and then there, like you said about some truths, like, like with what the fallen angels did do with humans and what they did do teaching them and stuff. Uh, one thing I, I, I wonder is, I don't know now the first book, second book, third book of Enoch, uh, from now I, I've learned most of my stuff about Enoch from Heiser. Uh, mm-hmm. and I believe he's the one that, uh, said that. The second book and third book, um, or maybe it wasn't Heiser, I don't remember, but basically the second and third book wasn't written by the same Enoch. Uh, let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And I wonder, was the first or was the second book and third book found with the Dead Sea Scrolls like the first book was? Because if it was, we know that the Dead Sea Scrolls and how that whole thing came about where the the archaeologists hired people, local people, I think they were actually young kids, to go up into the mountains where this this cave was mm-hmm. to bring out these slabs and they t- or whatever it was written on and they said that uh, we'll pay you this much money for every piece you bring to us every every and so they were breaking them up there and bringing them down into pieces so they would make more money mm-hmm. and so if if that happened and those books were together could they have gotten mixed up I don't know I mean it's a possibility I'm open to the idea that the book is is corrupted in the sense of maybe there's some that was written let, by let, Enoch. Let me just say this real quick. Uh, you would get uh, a tremendous amount of uh, backlash from me right now if you came in here and said to me, the book of Matthew is completely corrupt and wrong. I, I would be like, okay. Well. I don't agree with that at all. Like, I think you're right. Like, uh, yeah. Matthew's like, well, straight up and, it's canonical though. That's what I'm, that's where I'm going with. Like, like, like I, I would probably... A ra- on a rare occasion enter into a very serious debate on my show yeah. because I'm not going to let somebody come on my show and say something that I personally believe could sway people away from a salvation moment. Absolutely. So like, but I don't, I've never believed that the, that Enoch is canonical in the sense that uh, it's not, it's not in the Canon. Yeah. And uh, at times I felt like, man, I, th- I feel like it should be in the Canon, but it's not. And, uh, and because it wasn't in the Canon, I was uh, there. There's a certain amount of humility on a personal level that you have to take on and say, it doesn't matter how you feel. It matters of what the canon consists of. Right. And you you go with that and you and you and and that's where the faith comes in, where it's like, all right, like these are moments 
that it's an opportunity, not a burden to grow your faith and trust in God and just trust that God is in control. And even though you see things a certain way and you're like, I think this might, we, we might've screwed the pooch on this one. <laughs> like, like we just, at the end of the day, we got to fall back to saying, you know what? God's in control. So I don't understand this moment. I feel like I would do things different or I would have made sure that it got in there. Um, God's in control at the end of the day. And so that that's kind of how I, anyways, back to you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I just think it's when you look at like fallen angel activity and just Lucifer, for lack of better word for the guy, because he's got a ton of names, but uh, you know, they, they got the long game, man. Mm. They've had the game since sure. the beginning. Yeah. So they would know, you know, Jesus is coming, right? You know, obviously. And they're going to try to do everything they can to stop it. One, they couldn't stop it, which they ultimately knew, but they're still going to try. Mm. And anything they can to corrupt anything that's good. So when you follow like the Freemasons like Anderson and Oliver, they even talk, they even show you the bloodlines of, of, of Seth and then the bloodlines of Cain. Um, and when you start breaking that down, a lot of those names look very similar. There's two Enochs. There's like a Methusael and then a Methuselah on the other side. There has been some theories that are floated around, again, by some guys that are way, way deeper down the rabbit hole than I am on these subjects. But at least I read their stuff and I can get a good idea. I would of it. say, let me put it this way for you, before you go any further on that, uh, they're, they're way more maybe um, informed, but you go deep. Yeah. So like, so like, like, I, I just want to clarify that. Like, <laughs> like I'm sitting here thinking like you go deep and, and I, I admire that, you know? And so I, I don't want you to kind of like say something that makes you feel like makes you maybe perceived as like, right. Oh, maybe they're more educated on the subject. Like they've done more research than I have. Sure. I'm fortunate enough to have read their stuff. But that, that, that's what I'm trying to say is that like they, they did the research, you read it, but it's not like you're just like, oh, they did research. I heard a little snippet and let me just, yeah, like you, you did a lot of. Right. Right. Yeah. And I did some follow. I do follow up research too. So if like they, there's cross-reference stuff, I'll go and look up those people, you know, especially if you're looking at documents from, you know, hundreds of years ago or whatever. Who does that anymore? <laughs> Actually, follow up on information like <laughs> that's you're a rarity, right? <laughs> we have to because they uh, demand it. You know, like yeah. if we post anything, they're like, "Yeah, where, where's your references?" <laughs> right. So you had Anderson and Oliver, and you know, I, you know, their stuff's phenomenal. But they, you know, talk about how that these lines, they, they it was almost a game on the Kane side. They would even change their names a lot of times to mimic the mm -hmm. other side because the long game was to confuse people in the future so yeah. that's part of it and that gets to like my next part of this connection between fallen angels this nephilim thing which i think is going to return and i also think the gray aliens which a lot of people are having this big connection with even over this even over the centuries there's been stuff up even in ancient pyramids hieroglyphs on the walls you can see even gray aliens and stuff i think this has been a setup from the get-go yeah. to to deceive humankind into thinking that they were the gods of old they were the ones that helped create us they spliced dna they did all this stuff and i think that there's been a huge push since 1947 to teach us that before you go into all that you said 1947. Has anybody ever noticed that the years like 1947, 48, mid to late 40s, like it seems like there's a lot of pivotal things that mm. came out of that 
for instance, like the book of 1984 was mm-hmm. written in 1948, and and where we're at now, it seems like there was things happening there, and I, I, it, it, I we we know what was happening to the Nazis, the mm-hmm. esoteric stuff, the, the the alchemy that they were practicing. Who knows what kind of uh, sorcery they unleashed right. in the world? Uh, the the nuclear bomb happening and the energy that that took. And the, and I live in the area where that was developed, and and the, it's just like the, the, there's this like that. I feel like. At times, I look at things and I'm like, everything kind of points back to certain points of time. Like mm-hmm. it's just like that date keeps popping up. And for me, the mid '40s to the late '40s is one of those things. It's just like everything comes from that period. It's just like we're we're still feeling the effects of things, right. like, whether it's you know Orwell and what he wrote and what how we're seeing the world unfold now. And it's just like, yo, bro, like <laughs> you know, I don't disagree with you, Tony, at all, because I think that there was a huge technology boom right after 1947 mm-hmm. to now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's insane. I'm sorry. I forgot. Everybody's like, Roswell. Yes, Roswell is one of those. And you mentioned technology. And could the technology boom have come from Roswell? So you know? my yes. theory is Go for it. on the Roswell incident. And again, I it's that I made up the theory, but I have spawned my own ideas off from the theories that were going around is that Roswell um it was fallen angels. This was technology that they created. This is something that people have a really hard time buying into because, you know, Christians in general uh, just blow off the supernatural, yeah. which blows my mind because you believe in a supernatural God that well, you don't we really even understand. talked about it before, too. We think it's crazy that like some people believe in angels, but think it's crazy to believe about aliens. Some people believe about aliens and think it's crazy to believe about angels. And when they kind of you know, yeah. they're kind of almost the same thing when we don't know what they are. And mm-hmm. then people are like, oh, no way, man. You believe in angels? Aliens? Yeah, for sure. But like, <laughs> I, I can believe in both. But like a lot, it yeah. kind of seems like there's that divide on that area. Yeah, no, there there definitely is. And it's like, uh, I think we were talking about this on, on your on your episode for episode 100. We were kind of t- hitting on this stuff. It's just funny how like this old way of thinking about certain things, these researchers, they don't progress past certain points and stuff. Right. And, and it's just like. All you have to do right. is read just the news of the day. Yeah. Like they're they're telling you we have craft that weren't created here on earth. Yeah. I got my own thoughts on all that, but they're telling you this stuff, right. you know? And so it's just like you, you got to at some point be like, yeah, maybe reality is just way more strange and complicated than I ever could have imagined because I've been taught otherwise. And guess what? The people who taught you that they know oh like, yeah like, for like, sure like 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 maybe not your school teacher but like th- down the road where all this information came from somebody knew that they were they were they were they were up to no good there there's chicanery going on they were going to manipulate the masses moving forward into believing is into a certain thing that just was not true and i think roswell was the beginning of this that piece of it now i think they've been setting it up for centuries though because of how they had manipulated everything through other you know civilizations because they knew they'd get to a certain point and then they could drop this you know alien bomb on everybody mm-hmm. so i think again there was plenty of there was plenty of stuff before roswell but that was the moment right like that was the moment where technology st- started booming and i feel like you know especially if you read bill Co- cooper's book uh pale, pale horse and mm-hmm. and all that because he breaks in that incident a, a little bit deeper where you know the alien bodies were there there were two that were alive one of them survived the other didn't and then one of them they interrogated for like a year i think it was mm-hmm. you know and he would talk to him or whatever and then one day they walked in and he was just speaking english he was like all right listen like let me get a hold of my people or whatever so a lot of people in circles that understand fallen angels and understand manipulation again it's long game of course mm-hmm. they sit around for a year and do that yeah. so the game is to 
in, in in his book, he talks about there was a deal brokered between like some UN and like, you know, Eisenhower is a part of it. And they did kind of like a whole deal where, hey, we're going to show you, a, give you a bunch of technology and we're going to abduct people. We're going to tell you who we're going to abduct too. We get a list. Mm-hmm. I think it was mostly women. And I think there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they broker this deal, which of course the fallen angels slash gray aliens slash reptilians, what are you going to call? Cause it's kind of like all in the same like boat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of go haywire anyway because uh, just no deal like you made a deal with the <laughs> devil literally <laughs> okay. so so they're running around do whatever they want and you know y- y- you've got some people like in the deep circles that understand what they are like i think in, in the shadows the-, the the deeper you know societies that you don't hear the names of that don't have names mm. um i think government part of it i think maybe some of those people may know some of it but i think a lot of them do think that they're aliens and i think that they do think that hey man they're giving us all this technology and all this and that well hey guess what we're talking about the book of enoch there was a group called the watchers that gave technology to humankind in in a, uh uh in a trade-off for the human women yeah. so again we're kind of like back point. at that part that's again a good point so History repeating <laughs> oh nothing new under the sun right so we're kind of back wow. at that point again right hey listen that, like i'm digging to keep going so you got these you got this trade-off going on also you've got the these countries like u.s and everything are leery about these quote unquote aliens as well i think that does exist i think they are worried about it like i i don't think that they all of them know what they really are. I think if you get back into like, you know, the deeper, you know, secret societies like I was talking about. Yeah. Like those guys know what's going on. Of course, they're like, yeah, this is going great. You know what I mean? This is going like, this is going phenomenal. But I do think there's this weird uh, part where not everybody knows everything that's going on. And to that point, um, I think, you know, Fallen Angels is kind of running amok right now. And I think what they want to do, because now think about the elite system, Tony, when they do decide to make their move with, and you're a Christian, and I'm sure you believe that the Antichrist is going to Don't come tell people point. that. I'm so ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people want me to say. You know? You're, you're a Christian, and you believe that Antichrist is coming. I believe that the Antichrist has will be come? a Nephilim. I oh, think he okay. will be of the bloodline, and I why think not? that's why wouldn't he be? Also, I think that's going to play into the signs and the stuff they're going to be able to do, because if you know if you think about the original Nephilim, like the first guys that were like, you know, over like the 30 cubits, and they had, it's said that they had serpentine-like features eyes glowed they were the men of renown it says it in the bible these were your titans these were the stuff you heard throughout like greek mythology and all that these they were they were what we would call superheroes now i think that the the issue with the elites and you've said it and and, and you said it too sean we talk about how like we outnumber these elites right so if we were to ever get it together they couldn't stop us well they know that so what would they do what kind of army would they think about building just in case. Well, let me just tell you, if it is a Nephilim, then I'm David. Because I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to... Goliath goes down, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's fascinating. Oh, and, and I think that it is believable. Also, too, we don't know that if these fallen angels can shapeshift, can they... Oh, they uh, can. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. So, like, they can uh, be anything. So, yes. maybe they are having that illusion of, like, hey, we're reptilians or we're... That mm-hmm. keeps you 
off the track, yeah. right? Like yeah, you're yeah. gonna be like, oh man, what well, everybody says Jeez. reptilian shapeshift, right? Yeah, oh, so exactly. that would play into yeah, that. Sure. Yep. But, no, th- I'll tell you one, the one thing that that you said that really got me like I uh, got antsy in my seat was when you're talking about in Enoch and what they taught in the exchange. And I was just like, <gasps> the Watcher. I never <laughs> thought of that. That that is that's very 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 interesting. That's very interesting. And I think gray aliens are a combination of different things, right? So I think that. I do believe that fallen angels do shapeshift into them from time to time. That's more of your metaphysical where people think, you know, feel like they're getting lifted up off the bed and they're like, yeah, I could almost see through them. They were trans, you know, parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you get some of that for sure. I think you also have what would be biological organisms. I think and this is a theory that I'm floating around. I've heard it in circles, but I, I, I really like it. Uh, again, it's a theory. So it's, you know, I'm not saying it's truth, but I like it um, is that. In conjunction with fallen angels or aliens or whatever, you know, the government thinks they are, we're creating these meat sack bodies for the demons, the spirits of the Nephilim from before that traverse this earth. Because if anybody knows, fallen angels and demons are separate things. They're, you know, that's pretty known at this point. Um, They kind of work for the fallen angels, but they were the spirits of the Nephilim. It's known for people like us. I I would say anybody tuning in that is new to the program, maybe it's not so known. And they're like, what? Right. So they, they want to, they want to, they need host bodies. Yeah. Right. That's why they like humans a lot because they want to be able to manipulate us, but they're not fully manipulatable. We're still not, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you create these meat sack bodies, that's going to give you your biological looking grays. That's going to give you, and I would even traverse into the cryptid world as well, where I think that, yeah, I think there's real cryptids and I think there's government made cryptid meat sack bodies that are also taken over by these Nephilim or the spirits of the Nephilim. And I think there's the metaphysical too. All right, for our last sponsor today, we want to have HelloFresh coming back at you with the HelloFresh goodness. You get fresh farm pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. If you have a packed schedule, I promise you HelloFresh is here to give you ease because they have weekly selections of 30 plus recipes and 70 convenience items all delivered right to your door. And oh, that's so expensive, though. I know it's going to be so expensive. I know. Listen, here's the thing. I know we're trying to save money because Funds are tight these days, and we also would like to have the convenience that comes with the American lifestyle. Well, with HelloFresh, you can have both. You can have the convenience of many, 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 many items to choose from, and it is also budget-friendly because it is actually cheaper than grocery shopping, and HelloFresh is 25% less expensive than your traditional takeout. So, friends, what are you waiting for? I've been talking about HelloFresh for a long time, and you have been sleeping on them for a long time, or you've been taking advantage of them. Either way, either continue taking advantage of them, or start taking advantage of them because we have great deals here with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 and use code confessional16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts go to hellofresh.com slash confessional 16 and use code confessional 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts now before we get back to the episode i gotta tell you what happened what you're about to hear coming back from this beautiful glorious commercial break is 
me and Joel talking the next day. Why the next day? Because some crazy things happened during the interview, the recording process of this episode, and we had to address it, but we couldn't address it right away. So we had to address it the next day. And yes, there will be more to come following this exchange. Promise you guys, you haven't heard the last of us on this topic. We're going to go hard on this topic. So let's get back to the episode and you can hear what happened and how ticked off I was that this happened. See, anyway, Nephilim have these like babies and they like have like eight at a time and then they come across over to our world. <laughs> 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 I heard something about Nephilim babies and crossing over this earth and, and <laughs> that was the, that was the equipment breaking down again. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, well, man, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm good, brother. Good. So, uh, we're recording this. I think what a day later. Day later. Yeah. Sean already left and uh, people listening right now and watching, because I think I'm going to put this on YouTube, uh, they're probably like, what the heck happened? Oh, is this another commercial? No, this isn't a commercial. Well, maybe it is. It's a commercial for weird things that are happening around here. And uh, the reason why we're interrupting this program is because something happened during the recording right at this point. And we've thought, well, I think we should probably... uh, explain to the audience the weird transition in this episode at this point. So uh, I'm going to hand it over to you and let the people know real briefly, this doesn't have to be long, uh, in general, what happened uh, yesterday, but uh, what, and and that it's, it's been happening apparently. So uh, go ahead and tell them what happened, I guess. Yeah, man. So we're talking about some sensitive subjects, which they've probably heard a good bit as of now. And we got up after the entire recording was done and we realized that the roadcaster had stopped recording at this point, at this point. Yeah. And you were really ticked off. Furious. I'm still mad. (laughs) I was hopping around like a kid in a. Yes. (laughs) At Christmas because. You were excited. Yeah. Because we had had this conversation a week ago Mm -hmm. or two actually. So. I've had two other podcasts that I've done leading up to this one. I did one with Eric from Uncomfortable, who's been on your show, and it's called Portal Babies. And I break down in detail what I think is going on in the portal world with Nephilim and how they're building this uh, hybrid army. Yeah. His, the server shut down 10 times on us. And while that was going on, there was all this weird clicking like even Eric was like, I think we're being monitored, and he's very logical. He doesn't really yeah. go down. Go, he doesn't go like we do to that. Like, yeah, I know it's the government. Yeah. Eric's like, let's think about this. We're like, no, we are thinking about this, Eric. Right. <laughs> and right. this is the only logical conclusion. Well, he looked at me after about the fourth time. He's like, man, what are you doing? He's like, what are you getting involved with? He's like, what do you got me involved with? And uh, we got through it. He ended up having to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. He did the best job he could to edit it, but he left some of it in. He just wanted people to know, like, look, like, that's what we went through. Yeah. It took him, like, three, four hours to even edit the show. So Been there. <laughs> yeah. And so a couple weeks later, I ended up doing a show with Cryptids of the Corn, who you're going to have on. Yeah. Great dudes. Great show. Um, I really wasn't even talking about this stuff to start with. It was really 
about the dog man journey and you know they talk about cryptids a lot so we want to talk about dog man and you know what happened when i was in kentucky and somehow it spawned off onto gray aliens and meat sack bodies and we started talking about some about portal world and nephilim their entire system shut down. We're talking the hardware. That's never happened to them before. Matter of fact, they called the company a couple of days later to ask them, you know, what they thought about it. They said they've never heard of that. That doesn't happen to a system. It's never happened. And they have a backup power source to the system. So it shut down both the so, main power and then the secondary power. So the system shut down. And theoretically, when things are operating, they have the backup for a reason. And that is so that it can keep running with the backup power and that shut down too. And that shut down as well. And it happens whenever you're talking about this stuff. Yeah. And so you said to me a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about coming down, you told me about this stuff and you're like, I'm really interested to see if it happens in your studio. I was like, yeah, probably not. Like, right. Right. Know, like, like, cause I mean, I'm like, I, I mean, I got, I got real good equipment and I was like, right. you know, you're going to be here in person. It's not going to be, I even, I think I even mentioned that to you. I said, um, uh, it's not remote. You're not on the phone with somebody right. or anything like that. It's you it's, said this will be the real test. Yeah, it'll be the real. I did say that. I said it'll be you a real te- test. You put it out there, man. You I put did. it out there. You tested them. Uh, well, we're gonna <laughs> test them some more here moving forward for sure. Um, so we didn't know that the recording stopped recording until we were done recording, and I got up and saw the message on the roadcaster saying that uh, it stopped recording. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was ticked. And so I looked and I saw that we recorded 45 minutes, like 45 minutes and some odd seconds of a, of a conversation. Right. And uh, just before we hit record here, I, for the first time I looked back, I'm still mad about it. I didn't want to look at it. Uh, and it ended right. Like you, you got a big chunk of all that information out and then it ended and it's just like, what the heck? You yeah. Know? Because I think I, th- I I'm not totally sure this next segment that people are about to hear, but like I feel like we transitioned around this time into something else, and it was like you you spilled these beans, and it's like okay, that's enough of this. Yeah, and uh, who I was tailing off for sure. And who's they? I don't know. You were rapping about the fallen angels and Nephilim, and uh, there's uh, th- there's a lot of weird things happening. What's well, tied into Roswell and everything else? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, oh, yes, yes. And I, and I broke down the uh, Brotherhood of the Snake with Cain and, and, and Enoch. We talked about the book of Enoch and how they trade yeah. technology. Yeah. So well, anytime I touch these subjects and I start putting the strings together on the board yeah. is when stuff starts going haywire. Goes haywire, I guess. Uh, so here's the thing. So the audience watching and listening, uh, we were filming this at the same time. And so we have the audio from the cameras uh, I didn't have any external microphones on the cameras because I wasn't planning on using the audio from the cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you briefly mentioned about, should we re-record? I'm like, no, we're not re-recording because we're not going to hit that conversation like we did. It was very organic. And so for the rest of this episode, which I believe is going to be about uh, 35, 40 minutes, uh, it is going to be uh, audio off the cameras. And uh, I apologize for the poor audio quality you're about to hear and all that stuff. Uh, but that's why it switches up here. So for the rest of the episode, you're going to hear crappy audio and the rest of the conversation, which I think is good and important to get out. And just let the audience know moving forward here, uh, we have already planned this out. When I said we're going to test them again, 
uh, we're going to do this uh, again. And am I talking like I'm from the South? I just heard that in my ears again. You're already oh, changing. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, hot dog. <laughs> 30 hours of you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have Justin from Cryptids of the Corn down here. Yeah. We're going to have Eric from Uncomfortable Podcast down here. That happened on their shows. We're going to have you down here. And of course, I'm going to be here. And we're going to have all four of us in the room. And we're going to redo this. And we're going to have you talk about all this stuff again. All of it. Everything you talked about on their shows, my show. We're going to do, I don't care how long it takes. I want you to share everything you're thinking about. Everything that you've been looking into. And we're going to test it again. We're going to record this joint. And we're going to get it done. And listen, if I got to listen to you say the same freaking thing five times <laughs> for 15 hours in one day to get this recording done, I'm freaking getting it done. Because yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like when this kind of stuff happens, I try to th just think, okay, logical stuff. And I, I think there can be a logical explanation in the sense that technology does what technology does. It kind of can glitch, right? But here's the thing. The first two times it happened, it was way more of a glitch than I feel like mine was. I think mine might have been a hardware thing, but the problem is it happened. Right. It happened. And no matter how it happened, it happened. And it's like... I'm poking the bear. Yeah. I, I feel it's like, it's like uh, just get the job done. It doesn't matter how you get the job done. Just get the job done. And I feel like that was like the mentality here. If, if we're poking at bears and stuff and there's people or things that are just like, you know, you can't talk about this. They're like, we don't care if it's through a glitch, turning the power off or just messing up the hardware. Cause I, I've got to call road today and talk to them. And who knows how long that's going to take because my system's not working. And so I'm going to, uh, I, I, that said, uh, I want to get this. I think it's, I listen, I don't know what's going on and I do quite hold on, pump, pump your brakes. Okay. Pause. <laughs> All right. Calm down. Uh, I, and I don't care to be honest with you what's happening Yeah. when it comes to the interruptions and stuff. Um, I believe that sometimes like I've gotten better at this over the years. Uh, the, at times things happen and, and you need to look at it from an outside perspective and, and understand that you're in a moment of importance. Yeah. And, and then sometimes in that moment, especially for me, I don't recognize that. I'm just like, it's just this, you know, it's right. like, you know what I mean? I don't want to like, just like with the spiritual side of things, like I don't want to over spiritualize things. I also don't want to over analyze things and read into things and try to make things paranormal that aren't paranormal. Right. But the thing is, I, I, what I had happen, you could easily, like, not easily, but I, I feel like I could say it wasn't paranormal. It was just a, a hardware problem. But the fact that it happened during that conversation and you had two other things happen or it happened, it happened twice other times. Uh, and those were much more glitchy than, than I feel like mine was. It pulls me into the equation. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I think there's I think I think you might be talking about something that somebody or something or things do not want to be talked about. And uh, we're going to we're just going to keep poking bears. So, yeah, with that said, let's get to the rest of the episode where your people are going to have crappy audio. But that's why. And just know that probably within the next couple of months, we're getting the whole team down here around the table and we're going to do this again and we're going to go as long as it takes to get that information on a recording 
and then we're going to put it out to everybody. And we're going to, and I, I haven't talked to the other guys, but I'm pretty sure if I'm saying we're going to do this, they'll be fine with it. Uh, we're going to do like a, um, uh, uh, like a, what's it called when you, everybody goes, puts it out at the same time, like a, a swap cast kind of thing, you yeah. know? Like everybody, all shows, your show, their shows, my show, all at the same time, exact same moment, same day, all of it's going to go out at one time. So it doesn't matter who you're subscribed to, you're going to hear it and uh, see what happens. Yeah. What do you say? I'm down. All right. Let's get back to this episode. Yeah, I think there's real cryptids. And I think there's government-made cryptid meat sack bodies that are also taken over by these Nephilim, or the spirits of the Nephilim. And I think there's the metaphysical, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, I yep. think that's why it's always different. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, and what you just said is what I've been saying for a long time about a lot of this stuff is, like, I, I, I've divorced myself from, uh, over the years, trying to identify one particular phenomenon to a one particular definition. I think that like with Bigfoot and Dogman, like these are things that have multiple origins, mm-hmm. multiple. Definitely. Uh, and I, I, I just, the, I, on a very physical, real basis, I, I don't think anybody, well, definitely, definitely people can debate it, I'm sure. But, um, like the government told us back in the nineties, they can do cloning. Right. So, and back in the 90s, they could do cloning. I think most people that even make it tune into the show have a maybe an understanding at least that if the government tells you they can do something in the 90s, chances are they could do it at least 20, 30 years before that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know? Uh, and so let's just take that concept and with these creatures, I really believe that there are some of these creatures, not all of them, again, because I don't block my, lock myself into one specific definition for everything. But I do believe that there are some of these creatures that are being designed in a lab created for a a purpose to serve these more elite type organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I talked about, I think I talked about in your podcast yesterday. Yeah. So uh, we talked about the whole, the white Bigfoot around here popping up in Pennsylvania and it seemed to be popping up around these uh, deep underground military bases. And we kind of went into that stuff. But it's it's really something that I, I I think is a very valid point, and I think it's very important for people like us to uh, have thoughts, but not lock ourselves into certain specific things. Listen, as I said before on the show, I'll say it again: the only very specific thing I am going to lock in on, and you can put a bull in my head before I say otherwise, is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I'm not recanting on that, and I am not pretending like there's a other option. Right. If somebody else wants to roll like that around me and stuff, we can have our little conversation and stuff. But you you are not changing. I will be a stubborn, arrogant, <laughs> old man. You could be like, here's the, like, yeah. right here. Just look in front of you. Like, I am not looking. Like, yeah, for I, the listeners that no think interest. I'm a Messiah, Freemason Joel thinks the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think there's another, like, kind of, we kind of floated a theory that we were talking about when we did our Lambda episode, like, where he's saying that, that the Antichrist would be a Nephilim. We kind of, like, came up to this conclusion that maybe it's AI. That, like, that maybe even some of these spirits and stuff, that AI is, that's the way they're going to channel it into people, like, fallen angels, because I think they have to progress, right? Times progress at time. It's, yeah. In the early 15th century, it's easy to be like, hey, I'm a great alien, you know, well, here's a meat suit. And I think it's progressed over time. And now the AI aspect is really becoming a strong suit in what we're, everything that we're doing. There's actually podcasts that are literally run by AI. Yes. And that's something that I, I told people uh, with the AI art 
that the AI art's getting popular. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the podcast, but it, I, it's funny you say that because I said when I knew about the art that in the future, these AI, the AI is going to be, you're going to have AI podcasts. And if you are a real human being talking to a microphone, I think you're going to be more valuable because it's such a rarity. Yeah. And I think the same thing with the art. I think it's AI art is going to, it, it is, it's blowing up. I use it. And, uh, it's so it's gonna it's gonna be on a level where if you come across somebody who actually does what the AI does with their hand, that is in like you can't put a price tag on that. Oh yeah, and so I think it's gonna actually because people are like it's gonna ruin. I'm like actually I think it's gonna increase the value of true artists. At first it will dip because you For know sure. everybody yeah, would yeah, jump yeah. on it, but you're right. I because yeah. I don't think AI can actually compete because how can you compete with what God created? Like right, like yeah, we kind of you know in God's light, but I just think that AI is going to have that little like you know run around where it's like oh I got AI because now they got an AI rapper that signed. Well, he's not AI. Totally. His name AI? No, his name's uh, FN uh, Mecca or something. He's a virtual um, TikTok star that's like 10 million. And he's AI. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Uh, but, but he's voiced by uh, actual human. So like, but they're like, we're working on that. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> like, it's so wild. And they, he signed. Yeah. This, this, is a, this is a rapper that you'll never see in person, like the actual human that does like the voice and stuff, but it's totally virtual. Wow. And remember, Japan came out with that pop star like 20 years ago. That was huge. They would have the hologram of the pop star up there dancing and, really? and singing. I, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. It, was, it was a while ago, really? too. Like maybe 10, 20 years ago. And so they're going to keep progressing with yeah. that. The hologram technology. Um, that's something that I really do think that like that will be with like what the Antichrist really would be because it's so easy to integrate and people are so involved in social media, so involved in TikTok, Instagram reels. And now they're falling for, there's even uh, AI influencers. They're uh, on Instagram that they're like, Hey, look, I'm doing my makeup. Like the, the same, and they have millions of, and again, we don't know how many of those are bots, you know, like obviously like, like you and your accounts. <laughs> most of them are me following them. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the follower accounts, just Mockingbird, Mockingbird, Bird Killer, Mockingbird, Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny, man. Uh, th- this is fascinating. This is really interesting that the AI route here, uh, and AI being a uh, possible uh, uh, antichrist connection. That- well, they say Google's not the one that's sentient. We did a whole episode about it. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And that's actually what I was thinking about when we first started talking about it. Like the, the advancement of uh, AI just through well, Google. What if sentient, and this has been my theory, is demons or fallen angels that have integrated with the technology. What if that's a way to manipulate? I think the demons and angels can integrate with technology. I believe that they can. We know that, but this is why I think that. So what people would consider magic or, you know, God creating the, the universe would be magic, right? We don't understand it. I think it's still all science. I think there's a science to all of it. I just think it's science we don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, like, angels watch God do this. Yeah. They understand the science way more than we do. Yeah. So, think about it. When they're trading technology back in Enoch's days, you know, and, and, I, and, I've got, and I've always said this, I think technology could have been greater before the flood than it is now. Absolutely, 100%. I agree with you. So, I think that we're getting back to that point. Where fallen angels are, are, are integrating again, yeah. they're just being smarter about this time. Mm-hmm. They're just not out in the open, like being flashy now. 
They're doing it a different way. And when you say it was greater too, I think that people misunderstand, like, cause we can't perceive, like, we're like, oh, well, we have TVs. And you're like, yeah, well, it was different technology. It was completely different. We couldn't even fathom how it was. Everybody expected to be like, it has to be a flying yeah. car. It has to be, and be like, no, they found different ways. Just like with the pyramids, all that stuff. It was probably there. Oh, well, there's no way that they could have done it. Well, they figured out a tool. We just don't know what it is. We can even see so, the artifact and not know what that is. So I interviewed Derek Olson and that interview is going to be coming out this coming Tuesday. So by the time people hear this, they'll already know what, what I'm referencing. But Derek Olson talks about this, this, uh, megalithic, uh, he, he's the one who runs, uh, megalithic marbles on Instagram. It's a huge account. Uh, and he was talking about like this ancient technology mm-hmm. and he said that we approach technology different than they did back then. Yeah. He said that, um, technology for them, I'm going to butcher this, but the, the idea was that for them, technology was not for, um, they, 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 I, I'm not even going to just go back and listen to the episode guys. Again. <laughs> listen, let's just listen to it. Give me another download. You know, I want, I want to see the numbers double on that episode. Uh, no, I, I can't remember how he said it, but it was something like, you know, the, the um, Tony enter clip of him saying that right now. Uh, but it, it was something with him saying something about like how they approach technology differently in the sense that like we look at it for technology for uh, ease of use, like making our lives easier and stuff. And they, they didn't have that mentality with, with, with their technology and it just the, the total concept of technology, the way they viewed it was different than us. Like what, and it makes sense. Like, I mean, like, like technology in this room, like everything that in this room that we have that we're working with is technology that we, uh, are using to make our life easier to be for us to be able to do things that we couldn't do before. And it was like their technology almost had more deeper meaning behind it. And it, but I, I almost spiritual. Yeah. And when, but when you get on that level of, you know, almost spiritual, uh, we're talking about some pretty powerful technology probably. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, cause like, like I don't worship these microphones, you know what I mean? Uh, if, if they're on the level of almost spiritual, it's like, it's such a deep rooted, uh, at least for the, for the most surface level where I can have deep rooted meaning for them, yeah. you know, but maybe it's just, I can't even fathom it all, but I thought it was really fascinating with, with what you were saying, Sean. Uh, I think it's it, the technology aspect of things. Um, back then it was way more advanced than what we've been taught. Uh, and then there's the people, and I don't know much about this. I've literally just been learning more about, not even learning more about this. I've just been seeing it pop up. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's an old concept and I just, it's like the world's pushing in my direction. So I probably should do an episode on it at some point. Um, Tartaria and the mud. Yeah. Mud yeah. Flood. No, we've done a lot of Did you? Okay. So yeah, maybe, sure. maybe we'll do an episode on that sometime. Uh, because like, I didn't, I didn't know, like people were like mud flood, mud flood. I'm like, mud, what are we freaking talking about mud flood? But it's the idea that like we had way more technology than what we could have comprehend just in a relatively recent history. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I believe that. We don't know right. anything of history past 80 to 100 years. You know, it reboots like 80, 100 years. And I guess that's the theory. And, and, that, and that's what, well, that's what I want as I want somebody who actually knows what they're talking about with this whole theory come to come on and talk about it because I don't know much about it. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm inclined to think that's crazy, but I also can understand the concept behind it of like, Hey, you know, like people die at, you know, 90, a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And eventually you, you got two generations away from that person. Like say like Lindsay, my wife's grandmother died at like 96. Right. So like when my son Ben is 60, he's not going to know who she was, what she was like or anything like that. That's just family lineage. Right. Forget, forget about the time of day. Like, so like, 
So when my, my wife's grandmother was 20 years old, what the world was like and, you know, the news of the day, Ben's not going to have any concept of what it was like, you right. know? And so I can understand how that kind of like the generational thing, the further you get away from the event, the easier it is for people who would want to, to manipulate that information yeah. into getting you to think and believe something completely different than what actually happened. Right. And that's what, the, that's what it is. Right? I'm open to the whole idea of the mud flood and stuff. I don't know, you know, I've done some deep dives on it, but you of know, course you have. There's guys that there's guys that know way more than I do about it, but uh, I get one of those experts on. But it, it's interesting theory because it, it's something that's plausible in my mind sure. because I think there's so much that's been manipulated throughout history that we really don't know. We only, like I said, we only really know back to the, the oldest known human right now. Mm. That's what we know, right? So. Uh, we don't really know anything past that. We only know what we've been taught in history. And if we know anything about history and who's bought and paid for it, we won't say that on there, but bought and paid for it and changed it over the past, you know, just in the 1900s. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, to me, it's easy to say like, oh, we're pretty manipulated on all fronts throughout education. You know, the education system in general has been manipulated. Yeah. So it, I'm open to the idea of it. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it sounds cool. Uh, one thing I do find that gets a little weird with it that I have a tough time with, though, is it does kind of negate biblical stuff sometimes. And oh, that's not true. I'm out. <laughs> so I don't know, like, how much of that. I'd have to go on some deeper dives and see yeah. what some guys think about it from that perspective. But again, I'm, I'm very open to it. Some of it sounds great, mm. especially with the way that they can move stuff around using like te technology we'll never understand. Bro, like that, that, and just gonna play it back. Go, go, go. That alone should be undeniable. Yeah. The pyramids still exist. Like, yeah. like we have bridges that collapse after 60 years. They, when that bridge uh, collapse was in Minneapolis, like in the mid 2000s mm. or something like that, and, the, and there's like this nationwide, like, like the, 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 these companies that inspect bridges stuff are like right. inspecting every bridge in the country. And the, and what came out was that when they built these bridges, they built them to last 50 to 60 years. The, 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 it was supposed to be basically rebuilt or reinforced. And we weren't doing any of that and they were falling apart. And to this day, we still have bridges that are decommissioned because the counties and municipalities don't have the money mm -hmm. to rebuild these bridges and they're not safe. And they realize that after that, that huge uh, collapse. Yeah. So like, if we have that today, just look at Egypt and like, like that stuff that, that I mean, that is ancient stuff. pyramids. You know what I mean? Like there's mo multiple pyramids right. all over that yes. are still existing. Antarctica. And, and, and I think Bro. that there is, I, mean, <laughs> I push back a lot on the mud flood stuff. Like, cause uh -huh. like, just cause the arguments that people bring up, like they're like, Hey, well there was no paved streets. I'm like, well, did they need them? There wasn't cars. Like, you know what I mean? Like there yeah, was no was floating. Yeah. There was no, no, no real reason for that. You know? Yeah. So I think that some of the buildings and they'll be like, Oh, look at the picture was empty. I'm like, dude, if you go on to my block right now in the middle of 12, one o'clock in the afternoon, when everybody's at work, it's going to look empty. So a lot of their arguments, the one argument I did find uh, interesting about the orphans, like when they talked a lot about the orphanage, like how a lot of orphans, uh, came to America and then they started talking about like the, um, what was those? Like the, um, the world fairs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they were talking about around that time that there was such a migrant of orphans. Uh, in America. So that kind of like was a little bit weird. Like when you start looking down that route where you're like, wow, that's a lot. So of they're, they're suggesting that the orphans came from these destro destroyed places. Yeah. How did the orphans survive and the, the adults didn't? 
That's 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 part of the part that where I'm like getting pushback because the one guy he sent me a documentary it was like ten hours, man. I only got three hours into it. Don't even think about sending it to me. I don't know. <laughs> not happening. He's gonna be complaining to us like I never get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so that that's that, it's interesting and, and you know uh, I think it's fun to talk about this stuff uh, and the mud flood. I feel like has a vibe hearing you guys talk about it and stuff. To me, I could see this turning into a a uh, a topic that has tension, like the whole flat Earth thing. Oh no, uh, or maybe it already has that, and I don't know it. But uh, it just seems to me that's like, a good call. Actually, I don't think it's there yet, but I could see it get into that. Because yeah, actually, yeah. a lot of flat Earthers subscribe to that. Uh, idea. Oh, really? It's part of their whole oh, everything. Uh, yeah, here we go. See, yeah. uh, but because I, I mean, it, it seems like it's one of those things where if you if you believe this and, and, and you're like, I listen, I researched it. I looked into it. I listened to, you know, uh, Eric Dubay or Dubai or whatever his name was. And he was talking about the mud flood. I know it all. Like the people like, they're so convinced about it that, you know, never convince yourself to anything. Very contentious except for Jesus. But anyways, I agree. With that. <laughs> for sure. I love you. Uh, but, um, I, I just, I feel like, that could be a very contentious uh, topic very soon. And just because it, it's been popping up in my feed, like on Instagram and stuff, and I'm seeing like, and I remember I was texting some people like, what the heck is the mud flood? And I'm looking at like Sammy Tripoli's uh, show. I'm like, did he do anything about mud flood? And he did. And I forget to listen to it and all that stuff. But it's, it's an interesting topic. I like topic. that you said that though. Now you got me thinking, because uh, remember like flat earth, I know that there's people that thought the earth was flat, but the movement really got hot around like i would want to say the early 2000s like mm. when people because people were talking about it when i was in school like as a kid and in, in high school and then like yeah. i would say the early 2000s like 2004 or 5 you started that hearing early it. or that way that far back yeah it seemed, really? it seemed like that yeah like not as big as it is now i'm just okay, saying like no you saw like getting, stuff on right, abc yeah. and they were like ah, oh, like oh look at these weirdos like like mm. you know what i mean they would make fun of them or whatever and now it's like a whole movement and what? now that you're saying that because it came out of nowhere just like this mud flood stuff came out of like out of left field like i never heard i research everything he researches a lot of stuff and we didn't see real, real quick before i know you got thought yeah. real quick because i'm gonna slide this into the mix i find this fascinating about the flat earth stuff and and, and tartary stuff right it's rampantly going on social media unchecked right just at, there there are massive that's attacks about going. this that's where i was going so check this out though I have seen people post about hollow earth and it get flagged yep. by Instagram as false information left and right. Why is that getting flagged? But flat earth is just running absolutely propaganda. Right. They there want you, you to look into, they want you to believe it. They want, there's a, they want the psychological division amongst the people. Mm -hmm. What you, what you said about that, if, if, if that's true, I don't know, but if that's true, and it's the early two thousands and the, 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 the news was talking about, look at these goofballs and stuff. They were, drawing attention to a topic that the mass public probably wouldn't have been drawn to if they didn't bring it up and they got people looking into it and they start it, it's always the back door it's never uh, it's never overt and it's always patience Cognitive they are whoa that's like an album name or something. <laughs> I, I can't even say that one time they let alone 10 times <laughs> um but but they're the most patient people in the room. They will wait. They'll spin. They'll, 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 they'll do a little bit here and then wait and a little bit here. And then, you know, 20, 30 years goes by and all of a sudden they got this monster in their hand that they, they envision, you know? And, uh, it's like we were talking, I was talking yesterday about the, uh, the bamboo. It's like it, bamboo spends three years growing roots under the ground. And then all of a sudden when the conditions are right, it grows two inches out of the ground an hour. 
So in one day you got four feet of a bamboo. <laughs> it's like, where did this come from? And right. it's like, it's being patient and letting the, letting it stew under the surface and let it, let it come busting through the surface on its own pace at its own time. Because if you, if you can't rush these things, because if you rush it, it's, it's, it's flimsy. It's paper thin. Let, let it build itself. And then, and then it comes busting through the surface and you're just like, yes, my baby creature. <laughs> Nobody can challenge you. Look at you grow two right. inches an hour. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's what it is, man. Like they're, they're very patient. These people are very patient. They have the goal in mind. And that's all you got to do is go back to what, 1992, I think it was, uh, Rockefeller. Uh, he, he, the quote was that he was, he opened up with saying thank you to the media organizations, like the New York Times and stuff, because without them keeping storylines and what they were doing quiet and discreet, they've never been able to accomplish their goals. Right. Uh, like, and so, and he said for the past, I want to say 40, I think it was, he said for the past 40 years. So like, you're talking like say 1992 ish going back to 1952 ish. So if he's saying past 40 years and just say itch, let's just go with the itch, right? Because I'm sure that it wasn't exactly 40 years. What, what, what are we talking about now? Time frame wise, we were just talking about 1945 to the 1950s. That time frame seems like everything's pointing back to that time. Now we're talking about like 1991, 92 ish. He's saying for, for the last 40 years, well, that takes us back to the early fifties. It's that time frame where they were doing chicanery and keeping things under wrap. And the media was complicit back then. Oh, you yeah. thought everything was good. Oh, the land of the free, home of the brave. Oh, let's take it back to the 1950s where everybody was happy. Uh-uh. That's when the war started and it started brewing and they were patient. They waited 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. And here we are 70 years later and it's finally starting to grow rapidly. Oh, yeah. It's now, it's now their bamboo. They finally have their bamboo. They were patient. Yeah. Well, technocracy was like invented in the early 1900s, like, but they couldn't implement it because technocracy is basically like wanting to own data and like knowing everything about people through data, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's control. But they couldn't at that time. Now it's caught up. Like you said, they're patient. No way, man. You know what I mean? They're not going to just like they go. Okay, we'll get there as soon as the, everything catches up to it. And then, like you said, we're kind of coming up on that 40 yearish, like from 92. You know, yeah. like I think we're probably like eight years away or something mm-hmm. like that. So. It does seem like in 2030, I mean, is around the corner. I think. <laughs> I'll tell you, like it, it's it, it's uh, it, it what we were talking about earlier too. It seems like there's a spiritual component component here, in the sense that like these people don't even care to see their goals, their personal goals come to fruition in their lifetime. They wanted to. They're okay if it doesn't happen though. And why would that be? Why would it be like for me? I want to see Merkel Media become a monster while I still breathe. Like, right. like I kind of don't really care once I'm dead how Merkel Media does. Yeah. Just being honest, you know what I mean. Unless we've already uh, built it into something that has a world mission goal that it's like we're really doing good in the world. Yeah, I want that to carry on as even if I'm dead, right? But like, if I die right now, oh well, Merkel Media, nice idea. It's done though. You know what I mean? So it's like. They're so patient about it that there's a deep rooted desire and meaning for them. Like, like I said about meaning before, there's this deep meaning for them that it's like, listen, we don't need to see the, the, it's the bloodline. It's the bloodline. It's the kids, the generation and stuff. It's like, it, it's the reptilians, man. They're the reptilians. They're, they, they, they're the reincarnating themselves the or something. I don't know. <laughs> the bloodline of the gods. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Eugenics. Eugenics. I mean, that, that reminds me of eugenics. Like when you were talking about it earlier, I was like, well, that whole bloodline thing, that's what eugenics was all about. It's yeah. like, oh, well, what kind of, per- oh, you're not good enough. You're, you know, race, uh, how you look, your eyes too close. Even like, a, like a, 
no offense, but uh, gingers. Like, <laughs> 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 no, I'll tell you. Uh, do you know who started eugenics? Like the country no, or the specific person? No, no, no eugenics, like uh, the like like uh, the 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 what you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, like the blood the bloodlines and the way people look and stuff. Like a lot of people think that Germany was the, like with Nazis and stuff was you know they they did the whole eugenics stuff. Like we America yeah. went to Germany and taught them how to do yeah. this stuff. Like we're the ones who came up with all this chicanery with that stuff, and we went to Germany and like, hey, you guys got. You got you, you. You guys gotta get in on this, you know. And, and like, we're gonna give you this information. We're gonna teach you how to do this, but you gotta promise one thing. What's that? There's this guy named Hitler. Bring him on over here and get, let him get into power and stuff. The thing that's funny is that they actually pushed away from the eugenics programs, like like uh, as mainstream wise, because of Hitler, because they got bad press. You know, and everyone's yeah. like, oh man, uh, let's say that we don't know that, like you know, like how they try to change stuff in yeah. history. And okay. now there's like this new genics. So we're gonna be doing an episode soon about it, like new genics, like new the genics. new way of how they're trying to like. It's no more like, hey, Please. let's just put a bullet in them or let's just uh, abortions or whatever yeah. they want to say. Now, now there's new ways of of getting people to kind of get rid of themselves. So please tell me Bill Gates will be in that episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like, like, yeah. Bill Gates is here, like you know, back in the 1940s, Granddad he was part of the American Eugenics Society, <laughs> and he really laid the foundation of my family lineage. And then Daddy followed with, you know, like like uh, that. David, I mean, he's on your shirt right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. what, what's it say? Bill Gates, USA's biggest. I can't think of their farmland owner. Oh man, I haven't heard about that. What? Tell me more about that. <laughs> but, but you got also food, food, technocracy, and population control. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that's great. I, and what company is that? Forbidden Clothes. Forbidden Clothes, yeah. Uh, you're pretty much like an ambassador for them. They're they're great, man. They, yeah. they make some of the best. He's wearing one, too. Yeah. yeah. I got to get some of those shirts. I, I, like, you know what I got? And this is going to sound weird. I'm going to say it on, on publicly. And I'm going to say it in front of the whole world. When we're done recording, can I feel your clothes? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how soft they are. I wanna, yeah, I want to feel it. Because like, I, I, I hate ordering clothes. And, and the shirt comes like, oh, that's going to shrink. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, ah, I hate it. You know? Fits great once. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, listen. Uh, I don't want to... Uh, go without saying about your experience, Sean. So you had a shadow man experience. Is it one or many? I've had a couple. Right? Like, yeah. Before you get into it, uh, tell me, do you view it as one haunting you or you've had bad luck and you run into multiple? Uh, I don't know because like even to this day, like I have these like, and uh, it got me actually thinking more about this when I was listening to a couple of your shows. Like I have a lot of these like corner eye, pr- uh, like, to, and you turn and, and when I see it like it's not just like a like oh it's a lamp it looks like a full figure like mm-hmm. on the side and it just kind of appears every now and then but the first time that it happened like I was just you know with my friends I was probably like about 12, 13 maybe 14-ish somewhere around that age we are all just kind of back then we used to break dance so you know we were like uh, break dancing at our friend's house had a little knowing about yeah. you know what I mean like hardcore <laughs> yeah oh. And uh, we were all outside. There was this abandoned house uh, across the way. And, you know, like, we used to mess with a lot of abandoned houses. Like, you know, go in there, like, mm, I do great stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, let's break a window. Like, yeah. whatever. And uh, we kind of, like, were messing with this one house. But we would go back and forth. But at this time, we were just breakdancing in front of it. And I heard something. And I was like, hey, what was that? And I look. And probably from right here, like, I don't know, I would say, like, maybe 10, 15 feet from the bushes, 
I just see something pop up. Like it looked exact at that. This one looked exactly like a silhouette. Whoa. Like it looked like almost like like one of those like black holes. Like and there was no description of it. Like it just like an old, out of the bush. Like popped up. Like up. Like right did behind it from the bush through the sky, or did it just pop up? Like at the it looked from the ground. Like yeah, and it looked like <laughs> it was just like staring at me, and I was Whoa. like, what the heck? And then I was like. Whoa, and I was trying to go grab someone because I was like, someone else has to see this. Like, yeah. and then when we go, and we go, we, then we go. Was he wearing a black suit? I don't know. We're not going there. <laughs> We're not going there. But We're not going there. we walked all the way around there. Obviously, nobody seen anything except me, and then yeah. I kind of just left it alone. And then, like I said, I would see a lot of, um, you know, like things in the side of my eyes. And then fast forward, probably like maybe 15 years later, like I was now, I'm like almost 30, maybe like mid mid to late twenties and I'm going to Ensenada, Mexico. And uh on our route we just go there, we nothing, no drinking, no anything. We just barely right. got no because we were not that I remember. No, but I was drunk the whole time. No, because we had just we had just got there. Okay. We were just at our friend's house because they have a, a house out there. And we just got there. We're like after work, like, oh we're tired, let's get everything. All right man, like see you in the morning. But then we're in India. I go to lay down in this room I turn off the light and I just feel whack right in the middle of my back. And I was like, man, these guys are messing with me, man. Yeah, like, you know, I'm tired. I'm mad. I flip on the light and to the side of the bed, I look and I see like what looks to me as a shadow old man. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. Beard, I haven't heard any of this, by the way. Like literally like, at, like so detailed, like it, it almost looked like I could see like the, the, the wrinkles in that, like, but not skin, but like, it's like just so weird. It's like a silhouette, but like literally like I could tell that I had a beard and wrinkles and I'm just like, and where was he at? Like on the corner of the bed, like just like on the side of the bed, not in the corner, but more on the side. Cause it was like almost exactly from like where this bench is to the wall, yeah. like that much space. And I was just like, Whoa. And then I was like, all right, man. Cause I always have this like mentality of like, well, I'm just going to go to sleep then. Yeah, like, cause there's no, like there, no one's going to like, I didn't wake anyone because I went out there and everybody's sleep and I just turned it off. And, yeah. and I've seen stuff like that. Another time that I seen, it's a different type of shadowy. I, I was kind of in, uh, um, laying down and my friends, uh, he had like a little back house and like he went to the front room. So I was like, I'm going to go sleep. And I turn off the lights and I see like what looks to be like eight feet tall, but like, this one wasn't a shadow figure because this was a little bit different and it was just see-through, but it had these like beady red eyes. Like I was like, whoa, man. And then when I turned the light, it went away. And then like, I just, what I do is I hype myself up and then like, I'll be like, oh, man, I ain't scared of that thing. I'll beat it up. Man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you, you got yourself, but like, it really hype yourself <laughs> up, trick yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now I honestly, now like, and I'm not maybe necessarily on the level of you guys. Like I think a lot differently, like not differently, but I have my own beliefs on what I believe God is. And I really feel protected. Like I don't really sweat it. Like I go, mm. Like, uh, someone told me that one of my exes had put a, a, a spell on me. She told them, like, oh, and like, oh, I put a curse on him. They put a, cur a hex or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's cheap parlor tricks compared to the guy I got. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not going to work. And now, but at the time, I, if you told me that, like, 20 years ago, I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, what do I gotta eat to reverse it? You know? <laughs> Definitely. So like now I just kind of see things from time to time in the side of my vision, and I just kind of like, huh? well, just keep going. Like they can't hurt me. That's how I look at it. As. They yeah. can't do anything for to me. And I remember like listening back in uh, when I was a kid too about like AM radio. I want to say. 
not KFI, but something like that. And they were talking about how shadow people live in these dimensions, like when the lights, like the dimension of like how lights flicker so that they're in these like parallel dimensions with us that like, and when it sets right, that that's how they appear. That's mm-hmm. supposedly what I heard. Like, Interesting. but you know, they're cool. They're cool. They're cool. Yeah. You got a passenger. He's cool. It is what it is. You know, he's slaps me every once in a while. He can't hurt me, but the, the slap hurt a little bit. Yeah. I, I believe he can't hurt me. That was the only time that I ever like got um, that I had physical. And I don't know if that was like a lot of people tell me in Mexico, there's a lot of different things that do happen. Mm-hmm. And we were deep into Mexico. We weren't staying at like the most, the hotels. We were in the city of where it was pretty weird though. I would say like, uh, it hurt like, like it was pretty hard. Like it wasn't like a little, like it was like, that's hard. <laughs> was he rubbing the bed? Going, hey boy. No, he was just like, he was just crouched down, like looking at me. And I was just like, it was a little bit of a time where we're just like, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I really didn't know what to do because I was like, do I just go? And I was like, just go back to sleep. Because at the time, I was like, maybe I'm just tripping. Like, yeah. maybe I'm tired. Too t- but I, I was the only thing that got me was I'm like, there's no way. How did I feel that hit? Because yeah. I didn't fall. But everybody goes, ah, oh, you were probably dreaming. And you know what I mean? Like, nobody believed me. So I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll go to the confession. Don't believe me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that's interesting. Now, uh, when you were describing the first account with the guy, the, the, the hat man, or not the hat man, the shadow figure that popped out of the bush, uh, it, for whatever reason, just popped in my head. Maybe because the way you said it, you said it popped out and in my head. But the, the first thing I thought of was like, it's shooting out of the bush and up. And that maybe give me the mental image of what's his face. I'm drawing a blank. Um, he just had the concert where everybody died, and he, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Scott yeah. Travis Scott's concert. All those black entities that were you see in the crowd and stuff like yeah. that. Like it, it, to me, I was like, that's what I started thinking about and stuff. Um, did it, you saw those videos? The, yeah. Did it look similar to that at all, or no? Similar, but like um, you know what it kind of looked like. You know how the little uh, I uh, the little logo for uh, big pens. Yeah, that's kind of how it looked. Okay, like uh, that, that was the best way I could. Way more defined. Yeah, not the first one. The first one was just almost exactly like that. Like almost looked like just a trace out of like a, a human, like just like that big pin character. Mm-hmm. The next one was the craziest. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like I was just like, man, dude, like, man, let's go sleeping. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty interesting because I never. It was so detailed, like where I could tell his, and it almost looked like he was sad. Because I could tell it was a man, too. Like, I could tell this was a man, an old man, and it looked sad. So I was like, is this a demon? I mean, not a demon, but some kind of spirit. Some kind of, like, purgatory situation where they're stuck here. And, like, he's just trying to get my attention. And Because he didn't... He could have continuously scared me, I would think. You know? Like, if he wanted to... But it's like he wanted my attention. And then he just sat there. It was almost like he was crying. Like I said, like, real sorrow. Like... Maybe sad that he hit me. So sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. Bad habit, you know. Sorry, you were someone else. Every time I see a gringo, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. that's what got me here to begin with. You know, yeah. hit the wrong gringo, and, you know. <laughs> oh man, I love hanging out with you guys. Uh, let's wrap this up. I, I, um, I know you got to start driving. Yeah. How long is your drive? Uh, eight hours. Eight hours to Michigan. That's the next song. <laughs> eight hours to Michigan. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, what a good song that is. Anyways, uh, just let's remind people while we're here, though, uh, let them know what we got going on for this next film and stuff. You are 
coming out with an album that has been written for this film. Uh, 30 Hours to Utah is one of the titles. Uh, something Mesa. What was that one? Uh, Lights on the Mesa. Lights on the Mesa. That one, that one, uh, that one you finished. It's done, yeah. You said you were writing one more at the time of this recording. That I got one more. Did you write it already? It's in the process. Okay, gotcha. So the instrumental's done, and it was actually made by Bo Standing Rock, who we all know from yes. being out there in Utah, and I believe he's been on the show, too, as well. Not yet. So Going to be. Yeah, so the audience listening right now, Bo Standing Rock is a native that uh, contacted me. He lives very close to the ranch, and uh, he, we met him. We hung out with him for several days, and they are in for a very mind-blowing encounter story, encounter stories with him. Uh, he, he has been tied up in something that I think is actually way more... Let me put it this way. When, when I sat down to record with him, I believe we did that before I went to Utah with you guys. You did. You yeah. So I think that's why I thought okay. that it was out. I've been holding on. Gotcha. So he told me this stuff and I was like, whoa, crazy, you know? And I'm just like, I, I think I even told him afterwards. I'm like, dude, like, don't, don't venture into the comments section when I post this. Cause right. there's going to be people that are going to be mean about it and all that stuff. But, uh, I can tell people that after this trip, meeting that DOD officer, meeting these different people who have been very connected to the location yeah. in a very deep, intimate way. Uh, governmental type situations, mm -hmm. the things that Christian has been uncovering with his research and the, the hidden agendas of the, this area, not just the ranch, but the area, what's going on and stuff. Uh, I think if, if people are going to be like, whoa, maybe Bo actually was actually tied up in more of a, uh, cover up in the sense of manipulate, a manipulative, a manipulative cover up. Yeah. I really think that if you look at it in that light, uh, it's scary. I think that uh, what he encountered the one night uh, will be it, it, it's it's crazy. It's scary if you if you if you you can go along and say if that's true, that's crazy scary, right? Yeah. But what he described was these rake creatures uh, chasing yeah. after a group of people, and he kind of got caught up in the mix. And then the other group of people that contacted him after this event happened, everybody escaped, telling him to arrive at this location at a certain time. And what happened with those creatures? Like, uh, to me, that aspect, those, that, those new characters that popped up, those guys might have, uh, some serious connections to the manipulative cover up of that area. I think so too, especially after he told the story mm -hmm. while we were there too, because he yeah. even told it. Yeah. And I think the same thing. And you know, we don't want to give too much away. Right. I want him to tell the story, yeah. but I believe it. Like I, oh, I'm yeah, telling you right yeah. now, like I don't think he's, especially meeting him face to face. It's kind of like meeting Kyle face to face yeah. when we were in Kentucky. Yeah. And you just get a sense from somebody like, Hey, this guy's probably telling the truth. Mm -hmm. There's a certain, uh, uh, genuineness that people bring to the table, unless they're just, you know, great scam artists. But yeah, I think he, I think Bo is definitely telling the truth, yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah, I do too. Anyways, got off the, on that. So, uh, reeling it back, that's Bo Standing Rock. People are going to be familiar with him from the film and also the interview that I've done with him. They'll hear it down the road here sometime this year in the fall when we're getting closer to the release of the film. Yeah. Uh, but he produced the instrumental for the song that you're working on. Yeah. The last track for okay. this, uh, for this soundtrack slash album. So awesome. he did it. 
It's really good. It's got a lot of Native American vibes, which I asked mm-hmm. for because he's got a, a good uh, feel for that stuff. Since he's Native American. For sure. For sure. For sure. Good dude, though, man. A really good dude. And, you know, he was really cool to hang out with when we were there. Um, he's got a lot of great stuff to bring to the table. And he's a great artist. So yes. there's that, too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so the, the album is coming out then, uh, so people can really look forward to that whole idea where we are now going to, along with our films, be coming out with, uh, the films album. Uh, we call it soundtrack. I, I call it album just for, for familiarity purpose. It's a collection of songs that were done for the film and every film we come out with is going to be, have something connected to that until Joel loses his voice and forgets how to write or something. I don't know. But uh, uh, anyways, I'm really excited about it. And uh, before we get out of here, though, tell everybody again where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, you can find me at Linktree slash Van Tesla Music. That'll just get you to everything. Literally all the music, podcasts, any podcast I've guest featured on, you can get to that point too. Um, if you're just looking for me on like Instagram or YouTube, uh, it's just Van Tesla Music. It's the same thing. It's pretty much across the board. Um, I'm also on, and you can take it away, Sean. Uh, Kill the Mockingbirds. You can catch us on every platform, uh, you know, wherever it's at. Or go to Operation Kill the Mockingbirds on Instagram or check out our Kill the Mockingbirds uh, Telegram page. Awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing your experiences, sharing your thoughts and her- heretical theories. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'll get worked out. I'm sure. But, hey, guys. Don't email me about it. He said it. Email him. He just told you how to get a hold of him. Get a hold of him and tell him how much you hate him. You know, like, geez, like, I'm not the messenger. I'm not the middleman here. Uh, but anyways, I really do appreciate everybody hanging out, listening to this episode. If you like the episode, please go ahead and share the episode. That is the best thing you can do to help this show grow. And you've been doing it for five years. Let's do it for another five years. Share the show with people that you think might enjoy the content, maybe hate the content and get them all riled up and listen to it 10 times. That would help me out a lot too, just to listen to it. Like, Oh, I can't believe you said that. Let me listen to it again. Well, that, that, that works too. So uh, I really do appreciate the audience tuning in though on these episodes and hanging out with us and listening to these candid conversations. Uh, friends, until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
Going through this desolation, mountains in the distant scene. Trouble seems to follow me, that's why I pack my 